0: What a promise that is. The blood will never lose its power. You know what the blood is? It's not a chemistry. It's not something that's that you collect in a vessel. It is the life of the blood that we have, which is the Holy Ghost. And that Holy Spirit will never lose its power. It redeems, it saves, it heals, it delivers. It even gathers some to the other realm. They'll wait there on that other side until they come back here for the great resurrection ahead. We had our brother Mickey King to slip across the banister between time and eternity, and he passed away since we met here Wednesday, and he's been battling cancer for some time, and And um, the Lord has called him home. His battle is now over. And um, Brother Mickey was uh, served here in the church as one of our trustees for a number of years. His wife Sharon actually was an organist for a while. They blessed us many times with wonderful songs. And and, uh, we have Appreciate the life and the testimony of Brother Mickey. One thing he would always say was, "Gotta keep walking." I think he walked, took another step between time and eternity, stepped over into that other dimension. Now they're not going to have a funeral service for him. Just um, uh, they've decided on just a cremation and um, a gathering of some friends and family. Um, and I, I don't have any information on that, but you know, our hearts today are as glad because we know where he's at, amen, Amen. we know that he's in the realms of the blessed, he loved the Lord with all his heart, started serving the Lord now, uh, probably 40 years ago and and, uh, embraced the word of God and the message of the hour, and the Lord, I believe will honor him today in his presence. And let's just speak to the Lord for a moment as we just pause and remember this life that was among us, the blessing that he was to us, um, the trophy of God's grace. And let's just pause a moment as we began the service today and reflect a moment. bow before your throne of grace today and we want to just pause for a moment and thank you for life that was among us that has now been called to the other side and welcomed into the arms of the beloved Lord we want to thank you for James King we called him Mickey but Lord the blessing that he was to us the treasure that he was to our hearts, Lord. How you have blessed us so much with friends and brothers and sisters along life's journey, and that we're not here in this journey alone. But we have others. We're not even like Daniel in the kingdom. There where they. They had to stand alone in their time. But Lord, we're we've got company. We got friends. We got brothers and sisters. We got these that are special treasures to us. Men who have served with us, put their shoulder to the will, encouraged us. Sang of the worship of God and gave praise to your name. We want to thank you for Mickey King. and The blessing that he was. The encouragement along the journey. I pray now, Lord, you'll be with his wife, Sharon, and daughter, Amber. Lord, as they struggled through this time of cancer and now death and now picking up the pieces, I ask, Lord, you'll give them strength for the rest of the journey, and may they come to know you in a real and living way. Lord, so many times they were Mickey's prayer. They were the the call of his heart, the love of his life, as they, he would he would believe that you would do miracles in his family and I pray Lord that even in his death that the miracle will continue Lord that you'll just deal with their hearts in a very tender gentle way and for us Lord as we stand here one less in the ranks here oh God may there be men and women step forward today and that we can't feel those big shoes we can try to feel that space in the great army of god and step forward to the great calling that we have now father i ask that you would bless us today in this service and you would anoint the word to our hearts you'd reveal yourself to us through your truth and we give this service to you and ask for your anointing now you know every person that is here the burden that they have And I pray, pray that there'll be healing and deliverance for them, that they'll take that burden to Calvary and find deliverance for their soul. In the name of Jesus, we ask it for your glory. Amen. Amen. God bless you. If you'll turn with me to Matthew chapter 13, I'd like to read from the 24th verse. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Good to see those of you that hadn't been here in a little while Amen. So we welcome you today, amen. And nice to see a houseful today as we worship the Lord together. Matthew chapter thirteen, verse twenty-four. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a man which sowed good seed in his field, and while men slept, his enemy came and sowed the tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also, so the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? And he said unto them, An enemy has done this. The servant said unto him, Wilt thou then wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root up. Also, the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye to gather first the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. And then down at verse 37, he answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, the good seed are the children of the kingdom but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world and the reapers are the angels. And therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire and so shall it be in the end of this world. The son of man shall send forth his angels and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and them which do iniquity and shall cast them into a furnace and there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth, and then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And then I'd like to look down to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, for just one more reading for you're seated. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. We're going to be speaking this morning of being born of the original seed. Now, the commandment in Genesis was for every seed to bring forth of its kind. Amen. So we know then that hybrids are not in the original. That's right. And all you have to do is go back to the beginning to see what kind of seed was planted and then you'll know then what kind of harvest you're going to have here at the end time. And we remember that God has never left himself on the earth without a witness. There's always somebody that's going to stand for truth in the generation that, that they're living. God's always had a person that he could put his hands on that uh, would stand for a witness. And so, um, you know, but... We come now to this day where it 's more than just one man that he 's got his hands on, but many men Amen. that he has his hands upon, and uh, because we 're down at the gathering time, the harvest time, and there has to be um, there has to be a, a great harvest here in this last day that Jesus spoke of happening now Genesis was the planting of the seed and there has been 6,000 years of maturing of the harvest and now we've come back to the grain again wherever seed now manifests what it was when it was planted. And so it's went from, you know, from the, the blade to the blossom and from the blossom to the fruit and now it is a gathering time because we are here at the end of the world. And so the Antichrist has started in Genesis. Remember, he also started in Genesis. We could actually say he started in the heavens where um, the the first um, uh, disagreement over the word of God was in the heavens and he come down to the earth. And so the Antichrist started in Genesis and has come down now to its fruit. And we are here in the closing time of this world's dispensation um, of mortal beings. So mortal life is about to give way to the eternities. We're right here on the very cusp of the resurrection and the rapture of the living saints. So it's the greatest time that there's ever been on the face of the earth. And yet it's a shaking time. It's a troublesome time. It's a very troublesome time, especially for those that are lost. But it's a wonderful time for the Christian because we know that we are gathering and, and making ready for our last efforts to go home to meet the Lord. And you look around today, you see the great trouble and the distress that is facing the nation. And we're definitely in a troublesome time. And um, economically, we are sunk. We have Elon Musk, the world's richest man, saying that the true national debt, including unfunded entitlements, is at least $60 trillion, roughly three times the size of the entire U.S. economy. And he says, something's got to give. Right. So the, these men are looking at it and realizing we're in a, in a crisis we have Russia that is threatening to go to war and it looks like we're on the brink of war even as I speak. And it makes a person really sick at his stomach to know when you know who's in charge at the White House and you know, a bunch of gutless men. Sodom is definitely ready for the burning. And the angels have left. Even Lot has been drug out the door and the church, Sarah is ready for her body change. So we're here right here at the very end time. It's definitely harvest time. I think of the scripture in Isaiah 61, verse one. We said, "The spirit of the Lord is upon me, and I believe the spirit of God is concluding his work as he brings about a harvest time." Because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim the liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And we're here still proclaiming that there is that acceptable year, but we're right here at the end of it. And so the ministry of Jesus Christ has continued all the way down through seven church ages where that the anointing is there to preach the gospel to the meek, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, to open the prison um, to them that are bound and proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And Jesus himself would read Isaiah's prophecy And stop right in mid-verse and say, this day this scripture is fulfilled. And certainly the anointing that was upon him, that same anointing is upon the people today in the form of the Holy Spirit. So it is the very person of Jesus Christ continuing his ministry in his body upon the earth. And so it brings us now to... Oh, where, from where he stopped in mid-sentence to continue the day of vengeance of our God. So we're, we're here, it's in, the, it's in the balance of two, you know, where you still have the acceptable year, but you're already seeing the vengeance of God. And you're seeing things as it wraps up and as one will blend to the other. And so it is a day of payback. It actually is. I, I, I believe that we're in a day of time where, where the vengeance of God is in its earliest beginnings. And I'll get into that in a moment. These were actually not things I was going to speak on this morning, but I, as I drove to church, these began to be my thoughts. And I just thought I would just bring them in and, as we started to this message this morning. But I, I'm, I believe that the seals happen in chronological order. It's easy to see one, two, three happen in, in chronological order. But, um, you know, when you get into the fourth seal, the fourth seal, and remember, these are not singular events, but they cover a span of time. In fact, the matter is, if you want to say the white horse rider still rides, he's just riding on a different color. Right, the the red, the black, the pale, all of them. So the writer is still writing, and right now we're changing from you know from the the, the white, the red, and the black, and to a mixed color, which brings us into an age of, of that's pale. It's it's not white. It's not black. It's not it's not right. And it's not wrong. And you know it's uh, what it, it's it's all gray. And, and it's darkness that is coming upon the earth. And so, you know, it, these are not singular events. It, um, but the four seal is already open with the eagle um, saying, come and see. And come look through my eyes. Come look through the eagle, the prophetic anointing. Right. And uh, so, and as it does, it starts unfolding with the prophet walking out on the scene as, as John the Baptist was sent to forerun the first coming of Christ, you're sent with a message to forerun his second coming. Amen. And so within the events of the foreseal, the rapture actually takes place. Parts of Revelation 12 happens. Satan is cast down. The bride goes up. And the, the last rider, then death, begins his ride, and he rides through the tribulation. So it's not, as I said, one singular event. It will start way back over here with an eagle saying, come and see. And start looking through his eyes. And then it will continue right on into the tribulation where the Antichrist does his right. And then the fifth seal will show us the souls that are under the altar. Many of them who were killed through Eichmann and Hitler. And that there are even more to be killed because he said for them to rest a little while while the rest of your servants, fellow servants, are killed like you are. And, and so there are more, perhaps even the 144,000 will, will, will go by martyrdom. And so, you know, all of these things are unfolding, ongoing, as we see uh, through the opening of the revelation, but the happening, some of the events within them haven't even happened yet. So the sixth seal has already begun, not in the sense of, of uh, that the plagues are falling and, and the great earthquakes uh, have, have taken place and the world turning inside out. But remember, it's not a singular event. For you know, the, the vials of judgment are not yet poured out, but, but judgment had to begin at the house of God. So judgment begins with the church spewed out of the mouth of God. Like in the days of, of Esther when Vasti was refused to be queen because she would not she had her own her own feast and refused to come to the king's bidding. And so she was rejected and another bride called, which was Esther. And then Mordecai brings judgment upon Haman and his enemies. So the end result, again, is, is the enemy um, punished and destroyed. And then, then, of course, meanwhile, you have the fourth seal that brings on death, with spiritual death happening first in, in, in the church, where there is right now spiritual death, but it comes a physical death in the tribulation. And then the fifth seal brings on more martyrs and the trumpets gather the Israel back to their homeland. And finally the Feast of Atonement where they recognize their Messiah. But while judgment begins at the house of God and, and it does it as God refuses and judges and names and identifies the church as a whore. He marks her as, as Mr. Babylon, the mother of harlots, the great whore. She becomes a marked woman. Yes. And this all happens under the sixth seal of judgment. Amen. And so another, because of the rejection of the church, God calls a bride. Yes. Amen. And because that they made him sick and no longer will speak for him, he spews them out of his mouth because of rejection. Yes. And in the same time, he calls a people for his namesake. Amen. So you see, all of these things are all happening. Judgment is already beginning to fall upon the church first. Then it'll happen upon the world. And the seventh seal begins with the breaking of the silence as the voice of God, the thunders reveal the mysteries, and the coming of the Lord begins with a cycle of events, with the Lord descending from the with a shout and a mighty message, gathering the elect back to the word again. And then the bride becomes the voice, the voice of the resurrection, and the resurrection takes place. Now, remember, the resurrection first comes by calling a people out of dark denominationalism, the tombs of religion, back to the word again. That's where the resurrection begins, but then it manifests itself in a physical form with all the dead in Christ of the last 2,000 years being raised. And then it finally brings on the Lord Jesus with the bride. Um, you know, with, as it continues to wind up and wrap up. Remember, it's not a single event. It's like, as Brother Brandon would explain it, like a, uh, a Roman candle going off and this uh, goes off. But out of there comes four or five more explosions. And then this happens. And then this happens. And then this happens. Until it all comes and ends up with the ushering in of the millennium. The return of Jesus Christ with his bride. So in our day, we're looking at two comings. We're looking for the coming of the Lord for his bride, and then the coming of the Lord back with his bride. And that all happens within three and a half years of each other. So you see, if the rapture is today, the, the next coming is not that far away. Now, so the Bible says, now I want to just get this. Because we are in a day of retribution, of payback, where it's harvest. where God is doing a separating. And, and he is separating the tares from the wheat. And it happens here in this last day. That is a judgment. Yes. Remember, that's a judgment, a decision. This is tare. This is wheat. This is tare. This is wheat. This is bundled for burning. This is, this is going in the garner. Yes. So it's a judgment. So you see in 2 Thessalonians 1 and 6, he says it's a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. So the world will be cast into the great tribulation. His righteousness declares it as he the lamb becomes the kinsman avenger. He, He begins to not just do his kinsman work of redemption, though he will continue that with the Jews and is always the lamb, the kinsman redeemer, but he changes and, and also becomes kinsman adventure and begins to pour his wrath out upon the earth. So it is a righteous thing to God. It's, an, it's his honor. These are, my, these are my family and you have done this to them. Amen, so it is a righteous thing to God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. Yes. The world will be cast into tribulation because the Lamb will pour out his wrath upon the earth, and in that time as he as he does this be bringing tribulation he will He will comfort all that mourn that 's the next part in in Isaiah He will comfort. All that mourn, remember, comfort one another with these words. Amen. What words? Amen. I'm gonna get vengeance on the enemy. Yeah. Amen. I'm gonna get vengeance, and and to those that 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 have been troubled, I want you to rest because we will get vengeance over cancer, yeah. over sickness, yeah. over disease, yeah. over sin, over wickedness. Yeah. I want you to know we are in the day of vengeance. Amen. Amen. Where God will recompense tribulation to that which troubles us. Satan cast out. Amen, now, let me me, me just tell you, I mean, even this morning, I'm rejoicing because as I rode, Brother Ron called me on his way to church and I was on my way to church and Brother Ron Spencer said to he said, I don't know how I was doing it, but I was listening to Evening Light Tabernacle Choir sing and I got to shouting on the treadmill as I ran my three miles. Amen, he said, I don't know how I shouted and ran at the same time, but I was having a fit. I'll tell you, it's a day of vengeance. We're gonna have victory. Amen. We're a people of victory. Amen, I rejoice this morning to hear from Brother Donnie Reagan that Sister Erica, his daughter, went back to church this morning. Amen. It's a day of vengeance. It's a day of victory. It's a day of casting out Satan. Amen, it's a day where we will have such victory over sin and what sin did at the beginning and over sickness which is the result of sin until there will be those standing alive and remain at the coming of the Lord that will absolutely gray hair will go back to right color. Amen, every kind of disease will be conquered. We're not leaving here with partial victory. We're leaving out of here with total deliverance. Hallelujah! And I just say this morning, grave, you're going to have to give up your dead. Amen. Spiritual, spiritual grave, you got to give up your dead. We got children got to come back. Amen. We got loved ones that's got to come out of the grave. Dry bones are going to live again. It's a day of vengeance. And just rest in the promise. Don't get nervous and upset. Just rest. For he says in Thessalonians verse 7, And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Amen. This second Thessalonians 1, 7. To you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Now, we have already had angels revealed from heaven. Amen, they come with seven seals to open the book for us. Amen, we are in the day of, we are in a day where this has happened, yet there will be even more unfolding of the scripture of the Lord Jesus being revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. In flame and fire, what is that? A pillar of fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, Sodom and this cursed world will burn with fire. You say, Brother Tim, why in the world is America going to pot? Because she's gonna burn with fire. She's getting ready. She's getting ready and prepared for the burning. Amen, but we're not getting ready for the burning. I'm not even getting ready for the crash of the monetary system falling. I'm getting ready to leave here. Amen. Be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and the, the glory of his power. Watch in Isaiah 61 and three, to point into them that mourn in Zion. We sigh and we cry for the abominations done in the cities. We mourn because of sin. We mourn because of death and the grave, but the grave is gonna to have to give up its dead. Amen, and for us, our bodies will give up its mortality. And we sigh and cry as Israel did in Egypt until last, at last God says, I have heard your cry. I want you to remember this. Amen, he comes to a prophet in a pillar of fire and he says, I have heard the cry of your people by the reason of your taskmasters. Right. Amen, the coming of the message to Moses did not end the taskmasters yet. Right. Amen, that did not end the beatings yet, did not end the tribulation they were in yet, but the message had come yeah. that God said, I've taken notice of it and I have come down Amen. to deliver you. Amen. And I want you to know in this hour, there is one present here that will dispel the darkness. Amen, that will deliver his people. We're in the hour of deliverance, the day of vengeance of our God, where he declares, I'm gonna have victory over death, hell, and the grave. I've come down to deliver him, and I wanna say this. For us, it's more than just a spiritual land of doctrines. It's also a physical land. A physical change, a physical resurrection, a physical translation to meet a physical Lord Jesus. And what did he say? I'm going to give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning, the glory of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. So all these things are coming to the harvest, but I want you to notice that last verse. There's going to be the people that are identified as the planting of the Lord. Now, as everything comes to harvest, you know, we can go back. To the beginning, and we see the seed chapter. We see where whatever was planted in the beginning is what's going to come up here, in the, is what's going to come to fruition in the end. So if you want to know what kind of crop you're going to have, you go back and find out what kind of seed was planted and the seed will produce exactly of its kind. A corn brings forth corn, cucumber brings forth cucumber, wheat to wheat, whatever it is, it will produce just what the seed was. So, as Brother Branham told us, that all these cults and uprises, all these isms today, every one of them is written in Genesis. It had its beginning back there, just got another name, but it's the working of the evil spirit in that day, and you watch it working today, and you'll see the same thing that was back there in the beginning. So you look at that spirit that rose there in Cain, which was the first uh, hybrid seed that was planted, and come on down through Ham and down through Nimrod into Babylon, out from Babylon down into the days of Jesus, where that there were teachers, Bible students who failed to recognize the very presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, stood right in their midst, in flesh, right in front of them, doing the signs, doing the wonders that only God could do. Amen. Are, you, are you with me? And they failed to see it. These men knew by heart with the scriptures through and through. They had the scrolls. They, they were born in certain lineages. They were of a priesthood or a tribe where they come out to be a priest or whatever. But you know, Polish scholars, seminaries, students, and yet rejecters of the word. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you can see it's all right down where Jesus would say, you are of your father the devil. He would actually identify them as to who their father was. Are you with me now? So, you see, we, we can't underestimate Satan's power for deceiving. Remember, every revival produces twins. Every revival. Even this last day revival. And that's how close it will be. Because right in the same movement, right in the same, are you with me? Will rise some of the same isms that was back in Genesis. The same cults that were there come here. The same thing that was in Babylon comes here. The same rejectors that was in Jesus' day comes here. And you look around and you say, well, the church will reject him, but then he gets rejected right in the midst of this revival. So you see, it's always been Cain and Abel were brothers. Judas and Jesus, same church. Jacob and Esau were brothers. You know, it's always been. You know, Judas and Jesus are the same church, of the same tribe. Amen. In the same movement. One the Antichrist, and one the Christ, one the betrayer. Notice this: a betrayer right in the very movement. You know, a lot of times you're you're looking for it out yonder, when it comes right here. Now, so again, you know, again we're we're here in in a very precarious time. You know, and. And of course, in the midst of all of that, God has a called out group. Like, like Brother Brandon said in the third exodus, you know, those who, who don't believe you know, in miracles and signs and wonders and, and gifts of healing and, and all of that, he said, those who have their names in the book of life cannot stand for that. Yes. Because if your name is in the book of life, you're going to agree with what the word said. You're of that original seed. Now, so he said, why well, have somebody speak of the rapture? And they say, well, what are you talking about? Some people, members of the church talk about divine healing. I don't believe in such. They can't see. Well, I believe they've hypnotized them. Well, how could a person ever go in a rapture? How could he reckon, resurrect from the dead when there's nothing to resurrect from? There's nothing there to resurrect him. So you see, it's, it's just mental makeup psychic instead of real genuine faith. Now, I want you to, I'm just laying some things down as we're going forward because you see, many people, what they have as faith today is just a mental assent, that's right. a mental agreement that it's right. Amen. You see, and that's a mental make believe psychic, you know, where you say, I believe Jesus Christ the son of God or I believe God sent a prophet. Or I believe this is a message and I believe the Bible is true. All of that can be said from a mental psychic um, make belief and people want to call it faith but it's really not faith. It's a mental assent. Now it doesn't come from the heart because real faith comes from a new birth. Is that right? Amen. Because you are predestinated seed, you can believe. And because you're predestinated seed, then there, you are born of a faith. And that faith then believes every word of God to be true. So there has to be a church that is born of the original seed by the spoken word. And she's called the planning of the Lord. And this message will bring forth children through the overshadowing of the Holy Ghost. It will not be through a manufactured ways. It will not be through men's works. It will not be through walking down to an altar and giving a mental assent. Amen. Neither will it be a workup of emotion, but it will be a genuine overshouting of the Holy Ghost and that gives them a faith to believe forever. word of God. Because you know, the only way we can live is to live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It's not good enough to live by part of the word. Real life comes by living by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now the original seed, it was not corrupted, it is pure. But here Jesus said there are two seeds that are sown in the same field doing what God said not to do. Because he says in Leviticus nineteen, he said, Charge Israel, keep my degrees, uh, my decrees, do not make different kinds of animals, and do not mix or plant your field with two different kinds of seeds. So two seeds, the two seeds that are planted, remember God planted a seed, but he didn't put another seed in there. But then while, he, while men slept, here comes the enemy and he sows the seed. He does what God said not to do. And he sows with his own seed the children of the wicked one to come in the same field with the children of the kingdom. Are you with me? But the, the, the seeds do not mix, but the harvest is mixed and the tare actually crowds out and chokes out the wheat. Amen. Notice this, even though, even though the true genuine wheat will never mix with the tear, but because they're in the same, one is hindered by the other. Yes. Amen. Amen. They crowd and choke out the wheat. Amen. They try to keep it from coming to what God said it would be. Now, watch this for a moment. Brother Branham tells us in seed of discrepancy. He said, now this is harvest time. At the beginning, when God sowed his seed upon the earth and gave it to the hearts of his children, his family, to keep that word, that was their only defense, keep that word. And here come the enemy that broke that barrier by sowing the seeds of discrepancy. Contrary to the word of God. And if that was the discrepancy in the beginning, it is still." Anything that add anything to the word of God is still the seed of discrepancy. I don't care where it comes from, it's from organization, if it's from military sources, if it's from political powers, anything that's contrary to the word of God is a seed of discrepancy. Now, then he goes on to describe it. When a man stands and says he's a gospel preacher, and he says that days of miracles is past. Now, he may not say it exactly that way, but he can say it, he can say a lot of things by not preaching. You can say a whole lot of things by silence. So you silence the word that promises days of miracles. And we say, and then we have the attitude, well, that was only for the prophet or that was only for, for something back yonder or some back, you know, in the 40s or 50s. And that was only there to attract attention to a prophet. Uh, you know, that was, that, was, that was the only reason that it was there. Well, I mean, Church of Christ came up with that same idea that the book of Acts was only there to identify the apostles and the word of God. And once that that's identified, we don't need that anymore. So it's the same cult. Amen. Move forward. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. Amen. So the days of miracles is past. That's seed of discrepancy. When a man said he's a minister, a pastor of the church, and he does not believe that Jesus Christ is the same in every detail, except the physical body, same yesterday, today, and forever, that seed of discrepancy. When he says that miracles in apostolic age is past, that is seed of discrepancy. When they say there's no such thing as divine healing, that's seed of discrepancy. Right. And the world is full of it, and it crowds out and chokes out the wheat. Amen. Yep. Now, so every revival produces twins. This revival has its twins. And, the, and like the terror, there always arises a hindrance to the work of God. That's right. Now, Abel And Cain were two seeds planted in the same field. They were in the same womb. They had the same mother. They were in the same movement. But they were twins. And then what happens? We see only when they come into maturity do they manifest what they were all the time. You know, when Cain was born, Eve was sure this was the man from the Lord that would bruise the head of the serpent. So she said, I received a man from the Lord here 's the prophecy fulfilled, but when he grew up, we find out he was of that wicked one. He was not the fulfillment of that prophecy. You see when babies are born they 're young they 're cuddly they 're cute, you know you, you, you can 't tell till they come into manifestation. Are you with me now so again, again, they, they were of the same movement they were twins, but then, when it comes to manifestation. And there at their worship, are you with me? Yes. At their worship there when Abel was vindicated by supernatural. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. By a supernatural happening of the fire of God coming down. Amen. Amen. When he was vindicated in his worship by, by the pillar of fire coming down, consuming the sacrifice. Then Cain got angry and he killed his brother. Yes. You see, because again, when uh, you know, rather than accepting the, the provided way and what God had recognized, yes. as God said to Cain, a lot of people say Cain didn't have a chance, Cain had every chance in the world. Yes. Don't you know if you do right, you will be accepted? Yes. If you come the way, I, I showed you what I blessed. You may not understand it, you may not be, you know. but go get your lamb and bring it just like Abel did. I will honor that lamb. But you see, he knew the perfect will of God and refused to do it. And then because of the jealousy, what God had vindicated, his brother with the supernatural power. So you see, when the supernatural gets to working among the people, the twin raises up yeah. to try to destroy yeah. the one who is, has the supernatural vindication. Yeah. 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 Now, so it was with Ishmael and Isaac. It was a mixed crop, yeah. although born in the same family. You know, Ishmael made sport and mocked Isaac right. and even His offspring are right there today. What happened in Genesis is right here now. And you got Ishmael's seed and Isaac's seed fighting over the promised land. Amen. amen, Over the inheritance. And Ishmael persecuting the elect. And the seed of the born that's born of the flesh mocks the seed born of the spirit. Are you with me? Amen. Amen. Over and again, you know, here, here was. Uh, Ishmael born out of Abraham's strength and here was Isaac born of the supernatural when his body was now dead, when he could not bring it on his own. Come on, can't you see how the new birth is? It isn't something you work up, join the church. It isn't something that you you do, uh, I dress holy, I do this, I do that. It is what? It is what a supernatural birth where God comes and changes your nature from the inside out. Amen. Amen. Now, so it, so it was when Jesus came. He was of the original seed, the spoken word, but he was accused By the adversary, by the other children, as being being, uh, the one born of fornication. Yet it was them that was born of fornication. Go with me to John chapter 8 and verse 40. And he says, but you seek to kill me, a man that told you the truth which I've heard of God. This did not Abraham. Because they were claiming to be Abraham's seed. That's right. And he said, you cannot, you cannot be truly Abraham's seed. Though you can trace your lineage back. But if you were of that, if you were of Abraham, you wouldn't be seeking to kill me. Right. And he said, you do the deeds of your father. And they said to him, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Amen. You don't think they knew what serpent seed was? Amen. They said, we came from God. We can trace our lineage all the way back. And we weren't born in fornication. Jesus said, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father, the devil. And the lesser of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. He abode not in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. When, which of you can convince me of sin? And if I, tell, if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not because you are not of God. Amen. Now, this was quite an indictment. But you see, they were there accusing him of being, we're not born of fornication. You was, but not us. And Jesus said, yes, you were. You were born of the original fornication. You were of your father, the devil. Therefore, you hate me. Therefore, you kill me like Cain did Abel trying to get the, the seed that God has blessed. Yes. Amen? So you see, it's always been uh, that, that she, the true seed has been killed, mocked, always a struggle against, and finally the false seed crucified the true because of his claim of being the true seed. And it will be that way to the end. And the first seal shows the Antichrist riding a white horse. And he doesn't say he's the Antichrist, but he's against Christ. You see, he's against the anointing. Amen. Right. And, and there he's riding on a white horse. See, he's got doctrines, and they're white enough. Are you with me? It looks like the truth, but it's really being ridden by an evil spirit. They're using the very words of Jesus, the words of Paul, the words of Peter. They're using the same Bible you're using. And the Antichrist is riding. Yes. Yes. Now, in the second seal, Brother Benton said that it's a Nicolaitan spirit. And he said, you know, it started up as Nicolaitan to conquer the laity right. because that white horse rider goes forth to conquer, to, 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 um, to, to conquer. He has a bow. And he goes to writing, to, going forth to conquer. And, and so as he does, he said, What did the Nicolaitan age ask for? It asked to get away from them bunch of people that shouts and clap their hands and look disgracefully like today of Pentecost and that act like drunk men, staggering in the spirit and things. They don't none of that stuff. Right. Notice that. That's what the seed was in the beginning. So what is, the, what is that spirit going to do when he's writing today? When he conquers, he's told, he's told even in the middle of the time, he said, see you heard not the oil in the wine. Right. Brother Brandon said that warning didn't come from, from the beast, it actually came from the throne of God. And the throne of God said, don't hurt the oil in the wine. There's got to be revelation and stimulation yes. of that revelation. Yes. All the way to the end. Yes. Yes. Now, so you see, but they don't want none of that stuff. They said they were drunk. So you see, they mocked the very thing that God was doing. Right. So for the Israelites, when it comes down to it, notice they were taught not to bring forth a hybrid. Keep the seed original. Is that right? right. So, for the Israelites, mating a donkey to a horse was forbidden. And they were told, don't mix your plantings. Amen. Now, seeds represent God's original word. And the commandment is don't tamper with God's original creation or his original word. Are you with me? So, you look at the first seal, it's already mixing. An Antichrist spirit riding on the white horse, using doctrines, truths of the word, to conquer with. And he that sat on him had a bow and a crown was given to him and he went forth conquering and to conquer. So what is the Antichrist spirit doing? It's riding on the white horse. The white horse was supposed to be the power of the gospel, but he's using it to ride and to conquer the church. Amen. To to destroy the spirit of God out of it. Are you with me now? So again, you see, that that's what the Nicolaitan age asked for. Get away from them people. They're a bunch of people that shouts and claps their hands and looks disgracefully like they did on Pentecost and act like drunk men staggering in the spirit and things. They don't want none of that stuff. You see, as I quote this from Brother Branham, you people said, you make too much noise. He said, this is the quietest place you'll ever live. If you go to heaven, even the angels are singing all day and night, holy, holy unto the Lord. If you go to hell, it's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. So he said, this is the quietest place you'll ever live. Mm. Oh my. Now, we're in an hour of restoration. This is where it comes back to harvest again, where he restores what? What was lost, you know, what the cankerworm, the pommelworm, the caterpillar, the locust has eaten. You know, uh, the great army of that, that came to eat down the, the bride tree. And one ate this and another eat that till they stripped the church down and got them just as dead as a doornail. No spirit, no shouting, no joy, no peace, no healing, no nothing. Now, and so. As Brother Branham told us in the restoration of the bride tree, that's another fruit he ate off was the joy of salvation. Right. Shh, you people make too much noise. Yeah. Right. You, know, you know what joy is, how it's represented on the bride tree. It's leaves. Right. Yeah. And, and what it takes, you see, and, and when the Spirit of God, the wind of the Spirit gets to blow in, what happens to the leaves? They start clapping their hands. They start waving. Amen. They begin to frolic in the wind of the Spirit. Are you with me? Amen. Now, this, this is what it is it's the joy of the Lord. Now, what takes the leaves off the tree? Either buds or cold. Amen. So Brother Adam tells us in the restoration of Bradtree, he took away the joy. You know, David said, one time he said, he lost the joy of his salvation. He didn't lose his salvation. He just lost the joy of it. Right. And he cried to me, Lord, restore to me the joy of thy salvation. So this little palm of worm began to eat that fruit of joy out. And they said, look here, you people make too much noise. I'll tell you, all this crying, this saying amen, this shouting, that's nonsense. There's nothing to it. First thing you know, he sat in a big morgue. You know, set there, all of them dead. Some of them embalming fluids, the so-called doctrines of creeds uh, pumped into their veins where the Spirit of God ought to be running. Amen. Where the old church creed is pumped in there, no wonder they're icy, cold, and dead. Spiritual thermometer, 90 below zero, yeah. Somebody say amen, everybody stretch their neck to see, around to see like some kind of goose or something. what? No who said that? It's a shame when the spirit of God ought to be joy, peace, love, but this old bug started eating it and eat all the joy away. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, brother Branham told us what it was like. He said it was like I saw an old burnover. Yeah. Yeah. And he said as I ride my horse out in the wilderness, I, I, a grizzly scared my horse and he ran and, and, and ran around. And he said we got lost out there and I come among an old burnover with a bunch of old tall dead trees. Then they stood there stately as they could be, but all the life was gone out of them. You see, they, they had been burned over, and they were moaning, and all they could do was just squeak and squawk and squeak and squawk in the wind. And over in Joel, he said, what the palm worm left the caterpillar ate, what the caterpillar left the earthworm eating, them churches, no doubt, what them trees that were once great living statues of Methodists, Baptists, Presbyterian, Pentecost—but I tell you, the fires and scorches of this world have scorched all the bark off of them, and they're standing like a big bunch of tombstones now, and just erected there, no life in them at all. You see, and when the rushing mighty wind comes down from heaven, the only thing they do is squeak and squawk and moan and talk against it. Hallelujah, what we need is somebody to accept it. Amen. And he said, then then I noticed he said there was a new crop that was coming up among them. And he said it was young trees coming up. Somebody with me now? They were flexible. They were just with the wind and they frolicked back and forth like that. They were just having a good time. And he said, that puts me in the mind of a good old fashioned God sent Holy Ghost revival. You say, Brother Tim, we're past revival. You are because you're dead. But those that are alive, we are in the greatest revival there's ever been on the face of the earth. We're part of a moving of the Spirit of God. I want you to know the Spirit of God still moves. Oh, you know when signs and wonders begin to come to church, the old big churches moan, and I don't believe in them, and that's fanaticism and days of miracles has passed, and the wind whistling right down the same ones that, that made them moan makes the others frolic. Amen, you know why? You know why some are moaning, the wind's blowing. Amen, you know why we're frolicking because the wind's blowing. Amen, the spirit of God is moving across the earth. Amen, as it brings us into the final stages of harvest. Amen, and what he said we need is a good old time Holy Ghost shaking, get down a good old fashioned hold on God. All the shaking and pulling of the Holy Ghost does in you, it loosens the dirt around the roots so he can dig down and get a better hold. Be rooted and grounded in Christ. Them experiences, experiences of healing. Hallelujah, experiencing the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Experiencing of the gifts of the Spirit of God. It anchors you in Christ Jesus. Amen, so he said, let the church squeak and moan and she wants to, let them say, days of miracles are past. They're dead anyhow. Amen, but in the midst of all that, there's a planning of the Lord. Amen, there are people that are not burnt out and they're not burned over. Hallelujah, they're not bug-eating, they are part of a restoration because God said, I will restore, saith the Lord. Hallelujah, amen. Now we're not to be cared about with hybrid stuff. It's it's not right, it'll come to its end. You see, hybrid can never reproduce itself. And and so, as we read last time, it, it dwarfs itself, it dwarfs itself. You know, it, by losing strength, vigor, vitality spiritually, not necessarily s- physically because you can have bigger buildings and bigger numbers, but like a mule can be tall in statue and weigh 2,000 pounds, but it loses its strength to reproduce life. Right. And that's what's important. We must reproduce life. Yes. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes. Amen. See, so you can see it and you know where... Where men have adopted handshakes right. to receive the Holy Ghost. Right. And I'm quoting Brother Branham here instead of speaking in tongues and the power of God to follow, right. amen, they put divine healing in the doctor's office instead of on your knees in prayer. Right. I wonder if, if we prayed enough about our needs. Right. Come on, amen. amen. They hybrid themselves and they're dwarfing themselves. and. Uh, and and so they, they get down to a place that they have no life in them. Amen. Now, look at it as, as he talked about it. The most ignorant thing he would tell us that he knew about was a mule. It right. just don't have any personal feelings at all. It just howls around until the last hour of its death to, to kick you and, and to kill you. He has no sentimental feeling. He said he knows, don't know who his papa was or who his mama was and where he's going and where he comes from. And, and that's a lot about people today. The mule, he just sits up there with his, with his ears. You know, he just looks out there and stubbornly refuses to move. You talk to him, he just bucks. That's the way a lot of donkeys do. Hey Amen. Just stand there and say, days of miracles are past. Amen, I it won't move right on into the promise of God. That divine healing, speaking in tongues, the Holy Ghost, no such a thing. That's right, he said it's mule religion. Yeah, right. Now, notice this, mule religion. A hybrid, that's all he knows. He can never know anything else. Let him alone. Let us go on with God. Yeah. You see, a mule has no pedigree. It can't be purebred. Is that right it's a mix between a donkey and a horse it don't it does not have registration papers there is no purity to the mule how did that how did a mule come to be it won't happen naturally they turned a donkey a jack in with the in the pasture with a bunch of mares like I said it don't happen naturally a, a stallion would have killed him there was a stallion in that pasture he'd kill that donkey He'd never let him close to his mares. Are you with me? And that's how you get a hybrid church. You let some donkey of a preacher bring in psychology and tell the people we just want something sane and sensible. You know, just accept the message and you believe God sent a prophet. That's not a real thoroughbred preacher. That's a donkey talking. Amen. Some donkey said, it's just not the seasons for miracles. We don't want to produce an atmosphere for the Holy Ghost of birth people into the kingdom of God. We don't want that. We, we want something greater and higher than that. That's a donkey talking. Now, I'm not trying to be mean or smart aleck by saying this. I know people think right now, oh, Brother Tim, he's done got mean-spirited. now. Now, listen, in the Bible, God represents himself to be an eagle. A lion, an ox. Yes. a man. The horse can represent his power. His people can represent him as sheep. The young are lambs. The Holy Spirit, a dove. Yes. Amen. Jesus even represented himself as a brass serpent. Yes. Could you imagine Jesus being a serpent? A brass one. Yes. Meaning he became sin for us. Yes. Amen. And the judgment of God was poured upon him. Are you with me? In his parable, Jesus uses the illustration of a man catching fish, and then he said there was all other kind of stuff, serpents and turtles and, and, and everything else that was caught in the net. Right. These represented people. Ishmael was prophesied to be a wild donkey of a man. Amen. The lost are referred to as goats. Amen. Amen, a Gentile, a dog. Amen. Jesus called the unbelieving serpents. Amen. The offspring of vipers. Right. Amen. Paul called false preachers wolves. Amen. Amen. And said, I fought with wild beasts at Ephesus. Yes. Amen. One man, one time was listening to a sermon of Brother Branham's and somebody had given him a tape. This was many years ago now. Can't remember that little preacher's name right now, but he actually gave a sermon of a, a Brother Branham's to his his father. and His father com- complained and Gave it back to him. He said, That man on that tape called me a buzzard. <laughs> and he said, Well, that's funny. He called me an eagle. <laughs> but you see, it wasn't long till his father got converted yes, and he was no longer being called a vulture or a buzzard anymore. Now he too was an eagle. Amen. And every time he'd hear the word preach, now he's an eagle. He's not a vulture no more. Amen, now you see that's the same thing. There is, we we once had one birth, Uh, but now we got another birth. Amen, Amen. you might have been birthed a sinner, amen, but now you're birthed a child of God. You might once been a buzzard or a donkey or a mule, but now you're something different because you can be born again. Not a corruptible seed, but of the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. Are you with me now? Oh, he talks about an eagle. He said, you ever see an eagle compromise? There's no compromising to him. Neither does a genuine Christian. He's not soft. He'll hunt till he finds it. He'll find his meat. He wants fresh manna. He'll get down there and dig till he finds it. He'll fly higher and higher. If there's none in the valley, he'll rise higher. The higher you go, the more you can see. And it's time for the eagles of this day to get flying higher and dig into God's promise and not live on vulture food that's been killed years ago. Get, in and get out of it. Politics, voting in, voting out, saying this, that and the other. The Holy Spirit has no right-of-way in the church and nothing. No more prayer meetings, no more agonizing with God to fulfill his word. No more believing the word is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. They just vulturize, down, got a denomination, their names on a book. Got lazy and soft and sat back there gloating on some kind of dead or carrying. And then supposed to be at least a hawk or something similar to the brother to the eagle, the prophet that brought the true word and manifested, relies on half-rotten man-made theology. Where's he get it? In some man-made Sunday school program. Sheet, some educator killed for him back in some seminary telling him that days of miracles are past. No such thing as a baptism of the Holy Ghost. All this is nonsense. You mean to tell me an eagle would eat that? He couldn't do it. No, sir. Right. Neither will a Christian eat on dead or carrying from the old denomination doctrines and things. They want the word of God fresh, the promise of the hour. God promised rabbits in the days of Luther. He promised other things in the days of other, but now he promised us a full square meal, the full seven-course menu for all the seven seals are open and everything for, is ready for the word of God for those who can receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. You say, well, Brother Tim, I, I just don't want Pentecostalism. Well, neither do I. Amen. But what we want is a message for our day. Amen. Amen. The book of Acts Church was not Pentecostalism. Right. Amen. It was Pentecost, not an ism right. that called herself Pentecost. Amen. Now, this is why he said you couldn't feed Lutheran back there in them days. You can now, Catholic, a carrion. No, he had fresh meat. That was that church age. You couldn't feed Methodist Lutheran's message. No, he didn't want that a carrion. It's rotten. The life that uh, done left it went into something else. That's the old stock that's dead back there. The life's moving on. Neither can you feed the bride of Jesus Christ, Pentecostalism. Nothing, nothing do it. No, no. For the promise is before the great and terrible days shall come, I'll send you Elijah the prophet and he'll restore the hearts of the children back to the faith of the fathers again. All the promises have been made in the Bible. I will do it. And there the eagles will gather. All that the father has given me will come to me. So are you with me? You cannot feed the bride Pentecostalism. We don't want the ism of Pentecost. Amen, but the bride will be Pentecostal. Hallelujah, Brother Bradham told us in the Easter seal, he said, he said, let that voice scream from heaven, I am he that was dead and alive again. Something takes place. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is the eagle's scream. And it shall come to pass. I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh glory to God. I'll quicken your mortal language. I'll quicken your mortal tongue. I'll give you the evidence I'm going to bring you into resurrection with me. Hungry, hearted eagles reach for that as hard as they can. It's the pearl of great price. They'll sell everything else to go and buy that. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, so again, if you're an eagle, why aren't you reaching out for the born of God's spirit? For power that will quicken your mortal language. Amen. And the supernatural evidence of the resurrection. That's what hungry hearted eagles reach for. What are you reaching for? Now, you see, again, God's called some eagles in this day. And there's also vultures. And both of them are people. But again, like I said, you don't have to remain a vulture. You can be born again. Amen. Now, you see, a mule, like we said, can't be pedigreed. But a pedigreed horse, he's different from a mule. He's been bred with certain traits from the lineages on down. You see, if in his pedigree is secretarian or, or man of war or something like that in a, in a, in a pedigree, well, you know, every, every man that studies the pedigrees, he does what to bring forth a colt or a horse he, and another thoroughbred for the race? He studies the pedigree. How can I bring that, the traits, those good traits, forward? Here's a weakness in this horse. Here's a weakness in that horse. But I want, I want to bring the strength of a horse like Secretarian, Man of War, some of these others, I wanna bring them and forward in the pedigree because we wanna line up the genes. That's what God's been doing in this day. Amen, He had a, he's had a breeding program to bring forth a, a racehorse that's gonna finish the race. We're gonna win this race. We're not losers. We have been predestinated and pre-planned by God. Amen, and the traits that were in Apostle Paul is in this church, and the traits that were in Peter is in this church, and the good traits that was in Wesley and Luther are in this church. Amen, the justification, the sanctification, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it's all lined up in the pedigree of the word. The real church is a thoroughbred, not a hybrid. Amen. Both of them are breedings. Amen. Plan breedings. Satan plans a breeding to bring forth something in the death. God plans a breeding to bring forth life. Amen. Winners in the race. Now you take a you, you take a fine pedigree, that he said. He's gentle. He said he'll lay his head on your shoulder. He knickers. He carries on. He's a fine animal. He's faithful. He'll stand with you. He's got papers to show he's pedigreed. Amen. He's got it all wrote out in the pedigree. His blood is pure. And he said that's the way it is with a born-again saint of God. You can tell him Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he will holler, Amen! Amen. Why, he's pedigreed. His experience is wrote in the Bible. He's born of the blood of Jesus. He's a pedigreed Christian. Glory, there's no interbreeding there. He's genuine, gentle, meek. You can teach him something. Hallelujah. You see, as he told us in spiritual amnesia, some of the same points, he brings it down. He's a genuine thoroughbred. He said, I like him. He's gentle and you can talk to him. He knows his papa was. He knows his mama was. Yes. Amen. You know, there's something about a real Christian. They know they've been born again. It's no guesswork. It's no hope so. In that day you shall know that I'm in the Father and the Father in me and I in you. Amen. You shall know. It's not a question. It's not a wonder. It's not a guess. You know you met God. Are you with me? You know you were born of a supernatural event. It wasn't a shaking hand. It wasn't a joining of a church. It wasn't some hybrid something. It was something real. Yeah. You were born of the overshadowing of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost overshadowed you. Yeah. And that holy thing that is born in you is of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. So you see, they know they can identify themselves with the saints. Amen. They can identify themselves with Abraham and his faith. Isaac and Jacob, and they can identify themselves with Peter, James and John and Paul. You see, that's a pedigree Christian. He knows where he come from. Amen. He's not identified with some of the isms, Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, whatever. He knows where he's standing. The royal blood of his father is in him. You see, the blood of Jesus, he knows who he's born of. Amen, he knows and believes every word and then God works through him and confirms it with signs following them that believe. Remember, signs will follow believers. You say, I believe, and the signs don't follow, that's not a believing church. That's right. Amen. Amen, I believe in church, what do they do? In my name, they cast out devils. They speak with new tongues. They lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen, all of that is in a New Testament church. People that believe. But hybrids will tell you days of miracles are past. That's right. You see, you know, you know and they, they'll stand right there and, and they just will hee-haw it out. You know, and it's supposed to be church members or Christians, and this is not a joke. This is not making fun, like I said. Uh, You know, it it is, it's a condition that people have found themselves in because they've been born of a hybrid situation, but they can be born again. Amen, Amen. you you say, well, Brother Tim, I've been a pig, and out in the hog water, you don't have to remain a pig. You say, well, I've been a mule, I've been in a hybrid condition, you don't have to remain a mule. You say, I've vultured down on the things, you don't have to remain a vulture. There's a new birth. You can be born again of incorruptible seed. Amen. A genuine thoroughbred knows who his father was, his mother, his grandfather, his, his grandmother. Are you going teach him something? He's gentle. But a half breed, what comes to churches? That's what comes to churches, hybrid between the world, religious organization, putting a little word in, a little word there. Just enough to deceive. When you see the real word of God being made manifest like cats it did, they turn away from it. They don't know. Hybrid. You see, you see, a third he said, well, try to obey. You can take him out to shows. You can almost make him like a human being. You can teach him to bow, to prance, to jump, but you never seen a mule doing that. You see mules. You don't see mules in the show acting like that because because he hasn't got the quality to start with. That's the reason a born-again Christian can accept divine healing. A born-again Christian can accept the Holy Ghost because there's something in him, something down in him that will make him believe the Spirit of God. In their verifying the Word of God that he is pedigreed. Hallelujah, because a pedigreed is gonna believe every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Hallelujah, and my, but mules won't. You see, they got a hybrid faith. Oh, I believe God was. Yes, but he's not a healer today. Yeah, that's what he was doing back there, but that's not what he's doing now. They, oh yeah, he did that in the prophet's ministry, but he doesn't do that today. You see, that is a hybrid mule. Amen, that's a hybrid faith. He gave, he, you know, he gave us on the day of, of Pentecost. You know, uh, you know the promises, but they want to say, but that's not for us today. We get the Holy Ghost in a different way. Well, that's not what the word said. That's what the high breeder said. You don't, listen, the, the high breeder will still understand you and tell you, you get the Holy Ghost like Mary did without, without sensation. She wasn't getting the Holy Ghost. She, got, she was getting impregnated. Right? But when she got the Holy Ghost, what happened? She was in the upper room. And Brother Branham told us real clear. He said, you'll never get to heaven unless you have the same experience that Mary did. For he said, if he required Mary to go to the upper room and get filled with the Holy Ghost and come out acting like a drunk woman, he said, you'll not get into heaven any other way. Amen. Amen. But you just stand there and howl. Make fun. Stick your head, your ears forward and balk. You know, it's a hybrid faith condemned by God. You know, you have got to stay away from it's evil. Amen. Amen. You say, well, maybe I'll go up and get healed. Maybe the Lord will heal me. That's a hybrid faith. Amen. It's no good. That's a church faith. We want God's faith. We don't want maybe God will do it. We will know, I know my Redeemer lives. He's God that healeth all diseases, right. amen. Oh my, the, you know, if God said something, it's the truth, you stay right with it, right. Amen. amen. A hybrid faith, that, and you see, it'll read, it'll read Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And then the, the hybrid faith comes, well, oh, in such a way he is. You see, um, in such a way, he, he can't heal today, cause that's not his program now. That's not what he's doing in our day. You see, it's the time of the Word. Well, if it's the time of the Word, what's in the Word? What's in the Word? If it's the Word time, what's in the Word? Isn't healing in the Word? Isn't miracles in the Word? Isn't signs in the Word? Isn't the baptism of the Holy Ghost in the Word? Isn't the power of God in the Word? Isn't it all in the Word? If you got the Word, amen. If you have to be a hybrid, just have part of it. Mix it with something else and take some of it out. Come on. A genuine faith will say he's the same in every detail. But his corporal body or his physical body because now he's in my body in your body and the body of his church everywhere. That's where he resides. You see, the message brings us to a new birth where the adoption robe is put on and announces your sonship by the power of God with authority over darkness. And you realize you're not temporary. You came from God. You have a pedigree all the way back to God's mind and forward to the new heavens and the new earth. Look, you know, Secretariat lives on today. How? In his pedigree, in his offspring. Is that right? And I mean, Jesus Christ lives on today. Where? In his pedigree, in his offspring. Amen, there are those here, but a mule can't do that. It doesn't live on, it dies with him. Amen, you see, he's not of God's kind. Because he said in the beginning, let every seed bring forth of its kind. Kind after kind, kind after kind. And again, there's gonna be somebody that God declares in this last day, this is what I planted. This is a church like I wanted it. Amen, like I started it, and that's the church that I'm going to have in the last days. She'll be exactly like I want it because she'll be in the very image of what I planted in the beginning because seed must bring forth seed. Wheat must bring forth wheat, and we're back in the grain again. Hallelujah. Oh, my, but you see, a a mule, there's nothing more illegitimate and ungod-created than a mule. Lowest of all things, he can't reproduce himself. You see, he can't be bred to another mule and bring forth another mule. He doesn't know who his mama is and he's a, he's a, or who his papa is because he comes from a mixed heritage. You see, he's a little donkey and a mare horse. But God never did that. Can't lay that onto God, can you? He said not to do it. Everything bring forth of his kind. And, and that's, and, they, and, and they're just hard-headed. Amen. They, they're just hard-headed. They The hard-headedest thing in the world, you can't put any trust to them. That's the way a lot of people are in church. They don't know who their papa and their mother is. They, they, they don't know. They don't know. They can't identify themselves. You know, one th- only thing to know they're either Baptist or Presbyterian or Methodist or Perugia or Two Soul or Coleman Thunders or Deity or Return Ministry or tape only. Hey, uh, huh? yeah. 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 Hey, you know, these people want to claim tape only today. Do you know what they're doing? They're denying, they're denying Mark 16, yeah. going to all the world and preach. The gospel is a hybrid religion. Yes, it is. Bring it forth a hybrid crop. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. Hey, Amen. Oh, my. You know you, you know, you can preach to them and preach to them and preach to them. And they just stick their big old ears out and, you know, and look. You preach to them 30 minutes, and off the barn he's gone. Right. Done headed head for the movies or his video games or watching football. Amen. I mean, you don't have to go to the movies anymore. Just You just have it right on your cell phone and have wrecks as you drive along yeah. watching your movies. Yeah. Always learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Yeah. Profess to know God, but it works tonight. Yeah. Amen. Now, you ask them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed the message? They stick their ears out and they'll tell you they don't know where they belong. What do you mean, the Holy Ghost? I don't know nothing. You know, when when God, when God, uh, we believe God sent a prophet. We were saved. We mules just confessing God sent a prophet and say we believe His message. That's a mule, born of God. You mean something supernatural happened? It was an experience. Oh, you got to be a bunch of fanatics. You see, they don't know who their papa and mama are. Salvation, being born again. It's about receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's not a confession of belonging to a personality cult. Amen, you say, I believe Brother Branham, I believe his message. That's only being able to read. Amen, you must have the token. You must be born again. You cannot enter in without a new birth. Mules can't go to heaven. The only way with the Christian, you know, he's got to be a pedigree Christian a Holy Ghost Christian and to be that he's a genuine pedigree Pentecostal throughout born of the Holy Ghost all the way back to Pentecost in his experience Amen. that was not my own words I just quoted from Brother Branham. I'll tell you what he said that in the, in the Laodicean church age that's our message that's the message of Jesus Christ to the seventh angel to our age how many believes that And he tells us in there, he said that the mule don't know who his papi or his mammy is, but I tell you, a man that's born of the spirit of God can take you all the way back to the day of Pentecost. He can tell you he's pedigree Pentecostal. Amen. I want to be Pentecost from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I don't mean denominational Pentecost. Amen. I mean the real power of the resurrected Christ, the real Pentecostal blessing. But you know what you got to do with a mule? You got to beat him. That's right. hmm Everything you do, you got to beat him here, beat him there, beat him here, beat him there. Crack the whip over him. Go to church. Pay your tithes. Come Wednesday night too. Dress holy. Get ready your television. Quit watching movies. Quit painting your nails. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, you didn't think I'd go there? Oh, now we want them paint them, make them look like big old navy, white navy bean hulls on our fingers and toes. <laughs> you know, you have to beat, you have to beat mules to get them to do right. That's right. Yeah. You have to tell them, don't look like Jezebel. No. You know, be good, you don't... Pay your time. You know, they're like some abused women. Some abused women, they don't feel good about themselves until they get a beating, good beating now and then. Now, I'm not advocating that. I'm saying they got a problem, a, psychic problem, a psychological problem, a problem in their mind. Some women are abused and, and they feel unworthy and no good and whatever, and so they have to get beat every once in a while to make them feel good. Oh yeah, amen. They, they do that to get a, I have to have a good beating now again. They don't understand. It's a love relationship with Christ. It ain't about oh man, he beat us today, didn't he? We got a whipping for going watching Superman too. And you will, as long as I'm a pastor, you will, amen. But I beat you because you're mute. Because if you ever get bored again, I'll never have to tell you. Never have to tell you again. i am not have to tell you, quit wearing short dresses and painting your face. Hey Amen. You, know, you, you won't have to be told about tight dresses. You won't have to be told, don't drink now. Drink now in this next communion, can you promise me you won't? You know You'll be sober the whole time. You know, uh, You know, when you when you quit your doping, you know, uh, You know, uh, get rid of your addiction. Oh, they're addicted, all right. Amen. The Bible said they addicted themselves to the Word of God to the ministry of saints. Yes. I believe in true addiction, don't you? Yes. You see, but you know, hybrid makes a beautiful, more beautiful crop. You know, vigorous, more vigorous than the original grain. You know, Brother Bradham told us this. He said, the church is more prettier. Why? It's run out of the spirit. It's bred itself out in the world. Let the women wear shorts, play the piano, wear makeup. The men marry three or four times and hold their position and their place. All these forms that they go through, just exactly what the Scripture said. And they're defeated. Amen. But there again, you know, you're, you're, you're saying to me, but Brother Tim, you know, you're calling people a hybrid, a mule. You know, I am. But I'm also telling you, you don't have to remain that way. I mean, you can't be born again. Amen. But a real thoroughbred, you don't have to beat him. No, you just crack the whip over one time, show him in the Bible, amen, and he's gone. Amen. It's fine to ride a, a good thoroughbred. Amen. You you just you just say, come on, boy. The Bible says it, it's God's word. And oh man, you better hold on tight because he'll just leave the saddle in the air. Amen. He'll take off. But a mule, a mule will kick up the heels and 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 buck can snort too. Yep, calves will do it. Especially well fed calves. That ain't half starved to death. Amen. You know, Brother Bradham talked about two farmers there and he had, both of them had a calf. One of them had fine barn, but he was lazy. Yes. Had big churches, had this and that, but he's lazy. He said, another man didn't have such a fine barn, said, but he, he had a lot of good work ethics. He got out and raised the best alfalfa and the best corn and the best everything. And, 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 and when the winter time came, he fed that little calf up and, uh, you know, and the other one over there was the farmer was lazy, so he just barely got fed. And he said, they both came through the winter. When the spring wind got to blowing, he said, one man, one, little, one man let his calf out. And he said, that little fat calf just jumped and frolicked in the sunshine and yep. had himself a big time. And he said, the other man let his cap out and he just staggered out and looked through a crack and afraid to leave the barn. And, and he said, what fanaticism. He said, he's too starved to death to get out there and jump and shout. And he said, any man that's born in the spirit of God, they call him fanatic or anything else, but when that warm spring, Holy Ghost wind come, begins to come like it did on the day of Pentecost, something's gonna take place. The warm wind begins to blow. Brother, you're all fattened up with the gospel, round and feeling good. Kick up your heels and have a good time. Amen. 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 I'll tell you, I've seen some well-fed calves around here kick up their heels and have a good time when the warm wind of the Spirit comes about. But you know, donkeys will jump too. But they ain't nothing like a secretariat a thoroughbred, just, just let him go and quit pulling back on that thoroughbred's reins and quit quenching the spirit. He'll leave everything else in the dust and head for the finish line. He'll outrun any mule or any donkey. There he is. Come on. That's the way it is with real thoroughbred Christians. You'd say, repent, every one of you. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. Amen, they'll jump right through and run to the water, run down to the altar and say, God, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Amen, Amen. they don't don't have no identity crisis. They know they're thoroughbreds. Amen, Amen. they know they're born of the written word of God and confirmed by the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? Amen, oh my, as soon as he hears it, as soon as he gets the word, as soon as he knows the requirement, he receives the Holy Ghost. He'll seek until he gets it. Amen. You ask him mule you know, about his experience. He don't have one. Ha ha. We got the Holy Ghost, so we believe the message. Their expectations produce an atmosphere, all right, an atmosphere of intellectualism. Yeah. A thoroughbred Christian. You ask him. You believe in divine healing. Amen. We believe Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You ask him mule, He said, Ha ha ha. In a way, yes. You know because. We can't accept miracles today because it's um, not the season for it. It's just not the time. That was only, do you know, I've heard mules get up and preach and talk about John 14, 12 and say that was only for the prophet and for his ministry and it doesn't work for us today. Can you imagine such thing? We got hybrid religion right around the message. Pointing and putting and pinning it back on the prophet. Amen, but not realizing that Christ is the same in every detail. Amen, Amen. that he's here in reality. Brother Bradham called it mule religion. You might think it's hybrid or crude or whatever, but it's a hybrid religion. It's not original gospel. It's not the truth. Amen, mule religion resists an atmosphere that produces men and women repenting and coming to an altar and getting right with God. New religion don't want to produce an atmosphere where all things are possible, where divine healing takes place. You know, they, they don't want apostolic times, but real thoroughbreds do. Amen. Listen, Brother Branham, in perfect faith, trying to get the church into a place where we can really see apostolic times moving among us. That's what we all hunger is just laying right at the door. We see it, and we want more of it, but we want it such a flow that it'd be a help to us and flow out to help others. Amen. Amen. Now that's the real, real desire of those who, who are real true thoroughbreds. They want to see apostolic times moving among us. Amen. Because it's time for the original seed to be back on the stalk again. New religion don't want to produce an atmosphere where all things are possible, where miracles take place. I, you know, they'll say, uh, a mule will say, oh, just look at all the impersonations. You know, many will come to me in that day saying, Lord, Lord, have not we prophesied in that name, and that name cast out devils, and that name did mighty wonderful works. And, uh, and let me just set the record straight. There must be some real believers. So I'm a real bride that can say the same thing. You say, well, the false say, they come to the Lord, Lord, have we not cast out devils in your name? The bride must say the same thing. That's right. right, Have we not done many mighty works in your name? The bride must say that same thing. Yes. But the difference is that one's a worker of iniquity.
1: That's
0: yes. right. Amen. Amen, they are impersonators. Yes. It's, you know, we've taken it to where and, well, it's, you know they're, they're out there. while well, the Bible said, you know, that many will come to me that day and do works of uh, mighty wonders, and, and and they're workers of iniquity. But what about the true? Amen. 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 Yeah, those mulish Egyptians, those snake handlers, could perform miracles and personate, but that didn't stop Moses. That's right. He was a thoroughbred. He kept right on performing miracles. Even though workers of iniquity were doing miracles too, yes. he knew that it was a true anointing on false seed. Yes. Amen, he kept right on doing miracles until his rod ate up the serpents. Yes. The other rods, come on. He kept on plaguing devils and breaking barriers. He broke through the Red Sea, come on. Amen. Man, he was headed for the finish line. He was like a thoroughbred. What? nothing gonna stop him. Amen. Amen, they put an obstacle in way. They try to handicap the race. Are you with me? That's what the impersonators did. They, they try to handicap the race. But I'm telling you, there's some thoroughbreds going to make it all the way into the promised land. There's a people going in a rapture in this day. Amen, they'll not only have faith for divine healing, they'll have faith for a rapture. Amen, they're rapturing people with rapture grace and rapturing power. Are you with me? Amen, oh my, he, he kept on doing it. He kept on, he, he broke through the Red Sea. Here comes another bearer. He breaks through the Red Sea. He breaks through the, through the, and pulled water out of the rock. He brought bread down from out of heaven. He was unstoppable. Come on, church. He was unstoppable. He kept running until he ran all the way to Kadesh Barnea, and there they all began to balk. Begin to show they were donkeys and mules all the time. Yep. They looked over there at that land and said, oh, we can't take it. We're not able to make it. But there was a couple of thoroughbreds left. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah, yeah. a couple of thoroughbreds that said, we're more than able to take it. Yes. And the race went to the thoroughbreds while the mules died in the wilderness. Yes. Are you with me, church? Amen, God's gonna have somebody that's victorious. Somebody's gonna bring back the grapes and say the land is real. Somebody's gonna show every pull of the message. Amen, amen, the grapes, the pomegranates and the figs and they're gonna bring back evidence that the land is real. Amen, there's great grapes, there's great plenty. It flows with milk and honey. There's provision for our cattle. There's everything, it's a good land, and we can take it. I didn't see giants. Amen, I didn't see difficulty. I saw we're more than able to take it. I got the eye on God's word because I'm a thoroughbred. Hallelujah. You say, Brother Tim, well, what ought we be doing in this day? Well, let me just tell you, God of this evil age, Brother Branham tells us, she's caused the whole world to accept the scientific leadership of the educational program that Satan has given her under the name of a church, the leadership of an educational scientific program. I'm picturing to you the God of this world. When she, as Eve, had the filling, the very filling of God's word in her hand, she could have taken God's word, but what did she do? Instead of tarrying for the baptism of the Holy Ghost, let science prove to her that the Holy Ghost was only for the disciples. Instead of keeping divine healing going when she ought to be now raising the dead and doing great miracles, she has let Satan under his leadership of religious man take the word of God and try to say it was for another age and she believed it. So, what ought we be doing? This is what he said. We should be keeping divine healing going. Yes. Amen. She ought to be now raising the dead, doing great miracles. But instead, she let Satan, with her scientific reason, with her educational and educating people into the message, take the word of God and try to say it's for another age. And she denies all the supernatural and swaps it for an intellectual conception of the message in the Bible. Are you with me? So here it is, and God has left them. He said, as set there dead as 12 o'clock. Dead. Now somebody will assassinate me if I don't finish this quote. So let me finish it make you happy. The only thing left in the last days is a bunch of little Pentecostals with a bunch of music whooped up as hard as they can, running up and down the floor and speaking in tongues and shouting, having a form of godliness but denying the word thereof. You tell them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and they'll laugh right in your face. But that goes, but God goes right on making it so just the same, proving his word to be so. And I'm just going to give you some information right now. A by the way statement. This part about a bunch of little Azusa Pentecostals with whooped up music is not us. That's right. Amen. There's not one part of the word we are denying. Amen. Come on. Amen. And, and I, want you to, I want you to know it's not the music that's got us whooped up. The word has been revealed. And it is placed as the sons of God. Amen, just like they did on the day of Pentecost when Joel 2 was revealed. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit. And they got so drunk on the stimulation of the revelation of that word. Amen, until they began speaking other languages and dancing in the spirit and come out drunk on the Holy Ghost. And I'll tell you, this word has made me drunk. Amen, and if the word ain't making you drunk, you're drinking some kind of denominational something that don't have any life in it. Amen, it's some spoiled grape juice, but anyway, real wine has got spirit in it. It's got life in it. It's got a power in it, and it intoxicates you. And furthermore, I want to say, just because donkeys and mules can jump Around and buck, don't mean a thoroughbred can't. Maybe you missed that. But just because donkeys and mules can jump around and buck, don't mean a thoroughbred can't. In fact, they can out jump and outrun any mule. Donkeys and mules can run, but they can't outrun a thoroughbred. Hallelujah, brother. We got something we're running about. We got a pedigree. I was in God's mind before the foundation of the world. I was seen there shouting. Hallelujah. Amen. Where were you, Job, when the sons of God shouted for joy? Well, I'll tell you where I was. I was in his mind there. Amen. But I am now in time doing what he saw me do in the eternity. Hallelujah! He saw sons of God shouting for joy. He saw sons of God rejoicing in victory. He saw sons of God who know they're not temporary beings. They've got a pedigree all the way back to the mind of God. I came from God. I'm going back to God. I'm His child. I'm born of Him. I'm born of the original seed. I am not of the lost. I am not of you. I am not. but I am one who has been born of incorruptible shade. I am not a temporary being. I will overcome death, I will overcome hell. I will ride all the way to the promised land, all the way to the finish line. Hallelujah, hallelujah, thank you Jesus. Amen. You let a few thoroughbreds get there at the starting line and let God's trumpet blow and the thunders roar out of God's word and watch the thoroughbred run for the finish line. While muse will just stand there and balk at the promise, have to be beat a while to finally get running to go somewhere. And they're trailing way in the back left in the tribulation while the thoroughbred crosses the finish line. We're winning this race. Hallelujah, we're winning this race. Hallelujah, we're crossing the line between mortal and immortality. Amen, oh, hallelujah. Amen, musicians might as well come. For the most part, a mule will never win a race. A mule will rarely get past a trot. They're too tired from toting a load of unbelief to kick up their heels and run. You don't often get a mule to shout. Amen. Brother Bradham said, a doctor told me one time, Brother Bradham, don't you believe those people are shouting and going on? Don't you think that's just emotion? I said, no, sir. It's the Holy Spirit. Oh, yes, sir. So where does it come from? I said, I don't know. He brings it. I accept it. I live by it. I don't know where it comes from. God commanded it to come. I believe it. Hallelujah. He said, it was so, I believe it. And he said, "Oh, I do feel religious right now. Amen. Hallelujah! Don't you like it when you get in the, hu- in the house of God and start to feel religious? Yes. And it's not mule religion. Yes. Amen. It's a thoroughbred that's been given the reins. Yes. Amen. Just let. It. Come on. Quit quenching the spirit. Quit pulling back." Yes. Amen, let him go, give him his head. Amen, a, amen, a little kick in the ribs once in a while, but a little encouragement, a little amen, a little hallelujah, a little thank you, Jesus. Sir Braden begins to run, and he puts his heart into it, and he puts his heart into it, and he runs, and he runs, and he runs, he's gonna finish that race. Hallelujah. He don't come in life. He's a thoroughbred. bread. Amen. God sent us a Secretarian in this day don't you believe that amen. amen he ran all the way ran out of the gates of denomination ran into the race and went right down toward the finish line amen we're shouting all the way we're cheering all the way amen. there ought to be a bunch of saints in the stand today saying go little thoroughbred go little thoroughbred keep pressing on eagle keep flying higher move forward all things are possible to them that believe it's for you it's for your children it's for them that are far off it's for as many as the Lord our God shall call amen Amen. it's yours amen yeah I believe in shouting because it does something to me amen amen yeah you can shout and be a donkey shout and be a mule you can shout and be a goat You can come down, boo-hoo, at an altar and cry. Come down. You can go to the water, be a dry sinner, and come up a wet one. But that don't mean we shouldn't be baptized. Because some go down dry or wet, go uh, down dry and come up wet. That don't mean we shouldn't baptize anymore. Say some people come down to the altar by the time of youth camp, and 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 it don't last. Well, some people do. But there's others, it comes and it lies. Some of them never die out to sin. Some of them are down there weeping, you know, I've got to go and give up my, my videos and I'm going to have to give up my cards and I'm going to have to give up my, my girlfriend and I'm going to have to give up my boyfriend and I'm going to have to give up this and I'm going to have to give up. And that's why they're crying. I've seen some people shout because they were distressed and it just felt good to scream. They just was letting off the pressure. Well, praise God, at least they can let off the pressure somewhere. Brother, that doesn't take away from the real. Amen. I believe there's people that are born of the Spirit of God that they're not hybrids. They're thoroughbreds. They're going all the way, Jesus. We, amen, we got, we got something to shout about. Yes. When I'm talking about it, those, those who, the Bible said that rest with us. Those of you that have been persecuted, rest in this. Well, when you rest, you can just sit back and rejoice. Amen. We know Russia's coming in. We know trouble's on the way. We know that she's going to lay in ashes. Come on, right after the vision of the cars and, and, and the remote cars and after the vision then of the woman rising up in politics and then right, right after that vision, what happened? Smoking bombs and craters all over the land of America. We know it's coming. I don't cry over America. Hey Amen. I, I tell you, I'm not crying over America. I am looking for the body change. All your politics, people are. People send you stuff. Well, let's store up food, let's prepare for this, let's get that, let me tell you, prepare to leave here. We're in a race to finish. Don't handicap me. Don't handicap me with conspiracy theories. Don't handicap me, I, te- I can't quit preaching. Uh, don't handicap me with your unbelief. Don't handicap me, I'm going through it, Jesus. Yes, I'm going through. Don't handicap me and pull back on the rain and say I can't shout and I can't kick up my heels and I can't dance and I can't move in the spirit. Don't handicap me, I am a son of the most high God. I was seen shouting before the world began and I'm right here in time doing what I did in eternity. Hallelujah. Don't tell me I'm temporary. I'm not temporary. I wasn't just born. I always was here before the foundation of the world and I'll always be here. There is nothing can separate me from the love of Christ. Neither depth nor height nor principalities of power nor tribulation or troubles nothing can separate me right. from his love. Yes, right. Hallelujah. Do you love him this morning? Amen. Doesn't it make you a little emotional? You know why? Because true religion, anyone that's got true religion's got a little emotion. In it. If it don't, you better bury it. It's dead. We're not dead. with are thoroughbreds. Look back in your pedigree. Look back in your pedigree. Those before us. The ones who brought the word to see passed through them. William Brown. John Wesley. Martin Luther. Come on. Columba. Martin. All the way back. Irenaeus. Apostle Paul. Peter. James, John, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> the start of the new race. Yes. I came from him. Yes. I'm going back to him. Yes. I'm of him yes. and by him. Yes. I have been born of the original seed. Yes. And it makes me want to shout. Yes. <laughs> yes. It also makes me want to say, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. I once was lost. I was once a vulture, I was, but now I'm an eagle. I once was a mule, but now I'm a horse. Amen, I once was a donkey, but now I'm a son of God. Come on, I once was a sinner, but I've been transformed by transforming power, and that makes me wanna shout. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Brother Timothy, before I get started again, (laughs) sing a song.
1: I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. What He's done for me, what the Lord has done for me Well, I get happy when I think about what He's done for me I get happy, oh, what He's done for me Happy when I think about what He's done for me Lord has done for me Well, it makes me want to shout about What He's done for me Makes me want to shout I think about it oh i want to dance testify what he's done for me. I'm so glad I can testify what he's done for me. Glad I can testify what he's done for me. What the Lord has done for me. I get joy when I think about. Oh, I get joy when I think about. Think about all he does today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah! Yeah. Hallelujah! Makes you want to shout. Yeah. Amen. Praise Hallelujah. Praise Hallelujah. Praise Amen. When you think about all He's done. <laughs> When I think about the Lord, how He saved me, how He raised me, how He filled me with the Holy Ghost. When I think about oh, the Lord, how He picked Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, solid ground.